Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You are listening to Linux in the Hampshire. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned into episode number 324 of Linux in the Hampshire. This is our Weekender edition, and if I remember right, this is Weekender number 41. So thank you very much for tuning in to the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet, where tonight we talk about upcoming contests and events and distributions and hedonism and all the good things in life with your usual cast of characters for us, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. All right, very good. So we're going to start off with a bang. We're going to talk about this weekend in amateur radio, where we hit some of the contests coming up this weekend and next weekend and some special events you might want to get certificates for. So Bill's going to tell us about some of these <clears throat> these contests you can work. Absolutely. And, of course, we start with a big one here, the CQ Worldwide RIDI Prefix Contest or the WPX Contest. It runs from uh, zero Zulu uh, February eighth to twenty three fifty nine Zulu February 9th. and of course the mode is ready. Bands are eighty through ten. No work. Uh, the prefix multipliers the number of valid prefixes worked. Each prefix is counted only once, regardless of the band or number of times the station prefix is worked. So take that in mind. <laughs> if you just want to work prefixes, just work them. Yeah, um, no multiples this time. Yeah, no, no. So it only counts once. You only get the, the special credit for, uh, the first time you work it. But, uh, the prefix is always fun because you're trying to capture those, uh, those, those very first, uh, first letters and numbers of the call sign <laughs> and get as many combinations of those. So like, you know, any four, any five, any six, any seven, you know, so on and so forth. This is all count. Uh, even, uh, in, in country stuff all, all counts. So, uh, take that in mind. Uh, the next contest we have here is the YLRL, YLOM contest, the young lady old man contest. And that runs from 1400 Zulu, February 8th to 0200 Zulu, February 10th. <clears throat> Modes are CW digital and single sideband. <clears throat> they say all bands. So, uh, but I'm assuming you want to steer away from, uh, work bands and 60 meters, of course. Uh, OMs are, are to call CQYL and YLs are to call CQOM. And phone and CW will be scored as separate contests. Uh, digital contacts already PSK 31, et cetera, will be counted as CW. And of course, you'll find that link in the show notes. And the final one for this weekend is, of course, the Sarl Field Day Contest. And that's the South African Radio League contest. And that's going to run from, uh, 1000 Zulu or 10 Zulu, uh, February 8th to, uh, 1000 Zulu, February 9th. And those modes are CW, single sideband, and digital as well. And that's 160 through 10, no work, of course. Uh, for non-SARL uh, SARL stations, uh, take a look at uh, the classes and figure out which one you are and append DX to it for your exchange. So that would be for us. Uh, you know, it's very similar to our field day. Um, 
So you know, your example would be like one Foxtrot Delta X-ray. So, uh, yeah, get your exchange and, uh, point your beams or wires <laughs> over to point South your Africa. wires. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Orientate your wires appropriately for the contact. <laughs> if you can do that. So that's, uh, that's it for this weekend. I didn't see any QSO party stuff there. So I don't, don't think you have to worry about that for the state QSO party challenge. Um, next weekend, it looks like we got the, uh, another big contest is the ARRL International DX contest, the CW version. And this one runs from, uh, zero Zulu February 15th to 2400 Zulu February 16th. And of course, the mode is CW and it's 160 through 10. No work. Uh, easy exchanges. The WVE stations send, uh, their RST and state province and DX stations will send RST and power. So be mindful, uh, when you hear the guy say 1K. <laughs> You either <laughs> decide to type 1K or 1,000. <laughs> Generally, I just type 1,000 when they say 1K. Uh, and they'll say like 1.5K just to kind of keep things trippy instead of saying 1,500 watts or 1,000 watts. Uh, so do pay attention. Of course, in CW, it's a little bit easier because they generally won't. Uh, well, they, they still abbreviate. So <laughs> <laughs> it's much easier to send 1K and CW than it is to say, you know, 1,000. And sometimes you'll even hear the zeros as they'll just put a dash because they know and you know what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) So there is some, uh, yeah, there's some shorthand there in contesting. You'll get used to it. You'll hear it. Uh, you know, listen to exchanges a few times if you're not, you know, pro, pro CW operator. Uh, they can be a lot of fun. It's also, uh, you know, DX contests with CW. It, it really is a way to get DX. (laughs) So if you have, uh, you know, struggles getting there with the, uh, with the good old sideband. Uh, give this a try. And, uh, they, they do listen to slower stations normally a little bit, you know, further down the log in the weekend. <laughs> so maybe not like in the first few hours, but like, uh, when they're starting to look for missing multipliers and stuff like that, you, you're going to be their favorite friend. So, uh, don't be afraid. Uh, also we have the uh, Russian PSKWW contest. <clears throat> this runs from 1200 Zulu February 14th or 15th, sorry, to 1159 Zulu February 16th. Uh, modes are BPSK 31, 63, and 125. Uh, bands are 160 through 10. They'll work outside the RU exchanges RST and serial. <clears throat> so if you want to work a little, uh, BPSK and, uh, point your antennas towards, uh, <laughs> Russia, <laughs> go right ahead. <laughs> also, we have the AWA amplitude modulation QSO party, which I didn't see on the QSO party list. So I don't think this one is the approved one, probably because it's an all state thing. Uh, this is a, a good chance to use, uh, AM if you haven't used that mode when a lot of people don't use that mode. Uh, it's a good, good chance to kind of try it out when you know there's going to be a bunch of people doing it. Uh, and this one operates 2300 Zulu February 15th to 2300 Zulu February 16th. And of course the bands are uh, 160 through 20. So a little shorter uh, band range. Generally you don't see much, uh, AM activity, uh, above 20, but, uh, there you go. Uh, of course no work, no 60 meters. So, uh, and that's that's all I have for the contest for the next two weeks. Well, very good. That's that's enough. I mean, that's plenty of stuff to work. So, <laughs> uh, I did dig up some special event stations in the next couple of weeks. We can talk about those. The first one is the 2020 Daytona 500, which is coming up. Uh, the special event station will be operating from February 12th at uh, 0000 Zulu to February 16th, 2359 uh, Zulu. Call sign is November 4, Delta Alpha Bravo. Uh, frequencies will be on or about 7076, 7255, 14076, and 14255. Uh, the Daytona Beach CERT Amateur Radio Team celebrates their 62nd annual Daytona 500 and Speed Week 2020 from Daytona Beach. 
QSL cards and commemorative certificates are available. Certificate information will be published on the webpage and qrz.com as costs and logo permissions are confirmed. For more information, you can contact Steve, Whiskey Bravo 4, Oscar, no, Mike, Mike, uh, at N4DAB at N4DAB.com. Uh, they will send requests. requests that makes sense. Huh? <laughs> that makes uh, sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, they just had to get his call sign in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah we will send yeah. requested QSLs and certificates out as soon as possible after the event. The cost for printing the cards comes from donations and the rest out of their own pockets. They're not financially supported by the Speedway or the city of Daytona. Uh, donations can be made in cash, check, or PayPal, and they appreciate all donations, no matter how big or small. So if you want a certificate and QSL card from N4DAB at the Daytona 500, you can do that. And then there's this, Ice Station Whiskey Zero Juliet Hotel. Uh, this They'll be operating fi- February 15th through the 17th, 1600 to 2300 Zulu Daily. Call sign, of course, is Whiskey Zero Juliet Hotel. Frequencies will be on or about 3860, 7260, 14260, and 21360. Uh, this is the Stillwater Minnesota Amateur Radio Association, Sarah, operating portable from a frozen lake in Washington County, Minnesota, grid square EN34. In a meager attempt to drive away the remainder of Minnesota winter, Sarah will be generating as much RF as possible over the President's Day long weekend. The club's youth are planning to independently operate throughout the event. Certificates will be sent via email in PDF format. Send requests with standard QSL confirmation to icestation2020 at radioham.org. And there is no need for a QSL card. And information where you can find out uh, lots more about that station will be in the show notes. And then there's the George Washington birthday commemoration. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This will be operating from February 15th through the 16th, 1500 to 1700 Zulu daily. I don't know if that's. I can never tell from the ARRL's website whether this is like from 1500 Zulu on the 15th through 1700 Zulu on the 16th, or if it's only two hours a day. Um, (laughs) And the website wasn't clear about it either. So I don't know. Try it, I guess. (laughs) See what happens. Uh, The call sign for this commemorative station is Kilo 4 Uniform Sierra. They'll be operating on or about 7040, 14074, and 14260. Uh, the Mount Vernon Amateur Radio Club and VARC conducts a special event station in commemoration of George Washington's birthday each President's Day weekend from George Washington's Mount Vernon Estate on the west shore of the Potomac River, and certificates will be available. Link to more information um, and possibly correct information about the times of operation will be in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got a couple of announcements. The first one is that the Ham Mitchell 2020 20 campaign for Linux in the Hamshack is not active yet, but it will be active very, very soon. So we've hoped you uh, will keep back a couple of bucks that you can send our way to help us get to Hamvention again here in 2020 because it's only going to get better. We always have a good time at Hamvention. We look forward to seeing everyone out there. And of course, it requires your donations to help fund our trip. And we really appreciate everyone who is willing and able to send us a few bucks to help us get to Hamvention to Xenia, Ohio every May. So thank you in advance for that. And we'll, of course, let you know in all the uh, usual ways when that campaign is live. Uh, the other uh, announcement we have is that we had a significant coffee donation from our local coffee roaster, Keen Bean Coffee, here in the town that we live in. And they gave us a, uh, well, 
she gave us a bunch of coffee for our winter field day event, which went pretty well. Um, and we have a lot of coffee left over. This is our signature blend created by Keen Bean Coffee Roasters. Uh, we've tried a lot of their coffee and we finally settled on a blend we like. So we can now get this regularly. It's, it's now like a created thing. Uh, so it can be, uh, recreated as necessary. But we have a bunch of it left over, and so we want to give it away to people who like coffee, or even to people who don't, I guess. <laughs> um, this will be available on shop.lhspodcast.info at some point. It's not there yet, um, but you will be able to buy this particular brand. It's a very good um, sort of medium roast, um, and I can't remember what is actually in it what what beans and what countries she, she didn't are, tell me when, yeah yeah when i picked it out so but it's outstanding it's it's the only blend of coffee that's come out of there that i that i can drink black it's it's yeah. really good it is actually really good uh so if you're a coffee drinker and you want to get some of this you'll be able to get it on the store site uh not too long from now but in the meantime if you want to try and win some of it we will be giving away a couple of it's what two pounds or three pounds there's a total of three pounds left. three three pounds are we keeping some of that? Or are we giving away all three pounds? No, we we kept some. Okay, so we'll be giving away three pounds of it. Um, we're not sure how yet, <laughs> um, but there will be a contest. There will be three pounds of coffee, so three winners of a pound each. Uh, shipping, of course, will be free and all that stuff. You'll just receive a pound of coffee in the mail. So if you're a coffee drinker, stay tuned for that. We'll announce it on Twitter and Facebook and all you know, on the website yeah. and you know the usual places and and on the show, of course. So, uh, if you like coffee, stay tuned. Alrighty then. And moving on from you, I think you should tie the two together with the campaign. You know, you See, I donate to the campaign to and you got an entry in. Well, yeah, giveaway. we could do that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll do like one of them that way. Yeah. Like biggest donation gets a pound of coffee among well, other no, no. things. What, what Bill's saying though is if, if we, you could do it in a couple of different ways. If anybody makes a donation, then they get entered into the, the price oh pool. i see what you're saying yeah, yeah but you could also say if you donate x amount or more you get a pound of coffee so or a half pound or whatever so all right we'll, we'll think of a good way to give it away we don't want to make it financially necessary at least for one of the giveaways no yeah we right. want to give that away to like just anybody whoever right um the other one yeah, we're have. all covered by sponsors here well yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's just nice to get things for free you know? <laughs> so uh yeah we'll give the stuff away we'll let everybody know how real soon so uh with that we'll move on to the linux and hamjack ham radio challenge for this fortnight and i put in here work a special event call from the list above or another one that suits your interest there are always special event stations on the air so this is basically just a call to get on the air and work somebody and maybe have a cool certificate to hang on your wall or something like that Excuse me. Did you choke on your potato? Chip? I did. I did choke on a potato. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's something you should eat while you're recording. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Something's going to get caught in the back of my throat. <laughs> Look, I was doing that before, but we weren't recording, so it was fun. Yeah, it didn't matter before. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he's eating the last of our uh, Super Bowl party leftovers. So. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was there was not much food there left over last left. night. Yep. So. Food went over pretty good, pretty well. Uh, <laughs> so while I'm choking on my potato chip, Bill can tell us about a Linux distribution you can give a shot. 
Yeah, and this is one we've talked about in the past, but they just had a had a release here just recently, so I figure I'd mention it again for a, a distro to try. And of course, this is Kali Linux 2021.1 release. While Kali is not really meant for a daily driver, and I mean that seriously, <laughs> if you needed a distribution with a comprehensive set of network security tools, you know, intrusion and testing and, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, look no further than Cali. Um, inside this distribution as some, uh, with this release is some new icons adorning the menu of the tool sets. Uh, there's a removal of tools that are still stuck in uh, Python 2 land. So those are all gone. And the addition of some new tools that are all a part of the update, uh, updated rolling release distro. So, uh, this one constantly stays updated and it's, uh, you could use it. I would just would not recommend it as a daily driver. Uh, don't forget to employ the Cali undercover uh, while using the distribution out in the open because you don't want people to see that you know scary Cali uh, logo that everybody is familiar with in the hacker space. Uh, it makes your whole desktop appear to be Windows 10 while you uh, you know hack the coffee shop's Wi-Fi. So uh, you know, get in there and and hack away and enjoy Cali Linux. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I, I remember talking about Kali Linux in the past. So cool, new version. Give it a shot. And uh, so, so are we going to have a, a Fedora-based Hamshack distribution at some point? When do I? What's the what's our drop dead date on that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just when you when you get around to it. Oh so. uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I should have some time here eventually. I'm I'm working on several other projects. I'm trying to get wrapped up here. And then, of course, I'm also trying to finish out ski season. <laughs> uh, in fact, I'm going skiing tomorrow because, uh, yeah, they, my friend was skiing this morning and they, he was in waist deep powder. So it was, uh, pretty epic. <laughs> All right. Very cool. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe by, uh, you know, thaw time, you know, spring. Okay. A little teaser there. We'll see how it goes. All right, Cheryl, you want to hit us up with some open source events that are coming up? Sure. So our first one. Oh, by the way, we did switch over into open source. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking about distros, but yeah. anyway. Uh, it's okay. I'm sure everybody picked it up. Uh, so. I, I'm hoping so, but yeah, anyway. So, <laughs> so here's some open source events that are coming up. Our first one is the O'Reilly Software Architecture Conference. It is February 23rd through the 26th, 2020 in New York, New York, United States. The O'Reilly Software Architecture Conference is designed to provide the necessary professional training that software architects and aspiring software architects need to succeed. A unique event, it covers the full scope of a software architect's job, from IT to leadership and business skills. It also provides a forum for networking and hearing what other professionals have learned in real-world experiences. And I'm sure that there'll be all the information in the show, show notes about that. Um and our next one is Scale 18X. It's March 5th through the 8th, 2020 in Pasadena, California, United States. Scale 18X expects to host 150 exhibitors this year, along with nearly 130 sessions, tutorials, and special events. Scale is the largest community-run open source and free software conference in North America. It's held annually in the greater Los Angeles area. Uh, if you want to present anything, uh, submit a proposal for a session via our call for papers. If you want to sponsor, you can get sponsor and exhibitor opportunities, uh, which are available for commercial and nonprofit exhibitors. And if you want to get involved, just get in touch with them. Yeah, good idea. Yep. <clears throat> and of course, a link to all of those things, including registration, call for papers, contacts, and so forth, will be in the show notes where they belong. 
And our open source challenge for this week, I threw in. I'm not even sure why I threw this in there, but what the hell, it's something. <laughs> learn, <laughs> learn a new feature of scripting in Bash. Bash specifically, like creating functions, math, mathematical calculation, or creative pattern matching. So you can do funky, cool things with Bash. Maybe that's how, that's one of your contest things. People have to create something and send you pictures. Oh, no, no, I don't want to make people program. <laughs> oh, you just said do it. Well, yeah, I mean, this is a challenge, though. I don't want to make people program for money, I mean, or for prizes. For money? Okay. For prizes, prizes. <laughs> coffee's really not, well, I guess in some countries coffee could be money, <clears throat> but, yeah. Well, I'm sure somewhere coffee is good enough for Yeah, have you been harder. to Starbucks? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give that shit away for free. <laughs> no, they sure don't. Yeah, there's there's a song uh, called The Gates that, that Paul and Storm wrote, which yeah. are friends of ours, and one of the lines in the song is paid all of my dough for a thimble of joe i ran into starbucks and paid all my dough for a thimble of joe well, or touched, something like that touched down in seattle got off the plane dashed into starbucks ran into starbucks something like that dashed into starbucks to get out of the rain paid all of my dough for a thimble of joe yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i was like a good oh, line yeah, yeah. Hit, you know, it's hit starbucks yeah hit starbucks yeah, to get, get out of the, the rain, rain paid all of my dough for a thimble of joe yeah yep that's it yep so. great great songwriting there yeah <laughs> <laughs> obviously they spent way too much time at starbucks or their wives did or something i'm so. pretty sure we've played the gates on this program oh we, I, sure I, we I have. have to yeah. at some point so yeah all right but speaking of coffee let's move on to food food to go on with your coffee yeah you know, i didn't i didn't do any coffee related you know stuff this week but well for some people <laughs> anything goes with coffee or even coffee goes with coffee so well, i'm kind <laughs> of in that, that boat so all right so tell us about cheryl's recipe corner all right so in the recipe corner this week i pulled up my recipe for slow cooker pizza dip and this comes in light of our super bowl party that we had yesterday i did not make this for the party but it was it was in the running for things to be served um the dip needs ground beef bulk italian sausage crushed tomatoes green pepper parmesan cheese tomato paste italian seasoning clove uh or gar excuse me garlic clove uh crushed red pepper flakes salt pepper and some hot garlic bread and this is done in your crock pot slow cooker. Uh, and then you spoon it out on your bread and enjoy. So. When when did you last make this? Because I remember you making it at one point. Mm, a couple of years ago. No, you should probably do it again because it was really good. Okay. All of your dips are really good. We're actually partaking of uh, six different ones here right now. Yeah, there's fiesta and pepper bacon and garlic, garlic and, and onion, onion and blue, blue cheese, cheese and ranch. ranch. Yep. yep. All homemade. So. Yep. Lots of lots of snackiness. There's even homemade Caesar dressing in our yeah Caesar dressing in the fridge. Yep, with a ton of anchovy with, paste. With anchovy paste, yeah, <laughs> yummy. Yep, it should be very yellow too, right? Oh yeah, no, it is. It's like bright yellow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I also have a pan a can of kippers, and I was thinking of having a kipper Caesar salad at some point. So well, I'm actually going to go, go. but get some lettuce tomorrow so we can use up the dressing. So. All right, cool. So Caesar salad. No, that, there's an easy recipe right there. Well, yeah. <laughs> the dressing's the hardest part of it. The romaine and the parmesan, super easy. Well, do you want homemade croutons or not? Oh, you know I do. All right. You've got plenty of bread in there to make homemade coupon, or, yeah, coupons. Coupons. Croutons, yeah. <laughs> I want a coupon for coffee. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. 
So in my drink corner for tonight, we're going to talk about my most recent acquisition. No, that's a lie. Oh, no, that's true. We went to Tomstown. So my and you should do that since the Chiefs won. It's it's not inaccessible. I try and make it things that everybody can get. Oh, well, that's true. All right, good. Day. I mean, because I'm not sure how wide distribution Tomstown is yet. Probably they're not. they're working on it because we talked to one of their bottlers. Um, yeah, they're probably but but it's not widely same. available yet. So I wanted to do something that is widely available. So I'm going to be talking about the 1792 foolproof Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, 1792 is a distillery in Bardstown, Kentucky. There are a lot of distilleries in Bardstown, Kentucky. Um, this is one of them. 1792 puts out an array of products. This is the foolproof, which is, it's, uh, it's in the quasi allocated space. In some places it's hard to get, in some places it isn't. Um, I just happened upon it on the shelf at a local grocery store. So I was happy about that. Uh, there's, there's a small batch version of 1792, which is widely available, but this is the foolproof, uh, which is, is harder to get. You, so. you should probably, since people are hearing this, you should probably say that's F-U-L-L and not F-O-O-L because I'm is that, sure. Is that not what I'm saying? I, I said no, foolproof. You, fool- oh, oh, I see what you're saying. It's not foolproof. Wow. I guess. <laughs> you know, when I'm not thinking, yeah, exactly. When I'm not thinking about it, it just like, makes no sense to me. What are you talking about? Foolproof. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> it's foolproof, you fool. Yeah, it's it is full box trot uniform Lima Lima proof. <laughs> the Barton 1970, 1792 distillery. <laughs> so, what's that? It's gonna be on my list. I'm going uh, to Louisville. Oh, you're after, going to after the convention? Yes, yeah, I'm gonna be right in the neighborhood. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in uh, Kentucky. So, if you're gonna be down there, you should definitely check it out. Uh, so 1792 full proof bourbon um description on this bourbon insiders have long acknowledged that foolproof bourbon has a distinguished and rich flavor this bourbon underwent a distinct filtering process foregoing the typical chill filtration and passing only through a plate and frame filter this allowed the bourbon to maintain a robust proof for bottling as well as a full rich and bold flavor bottled at its original 125 barrel entry proof just as it was years ago when the barrels were first filled, 1792 foolproof bourbon is exceptionally distinct. I don't know about that, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> you gotta love marketing speak. It's awesome. So anyway, here's some details on it. Um, I did some research on the mash bill. Uh, I found several sites that cited the mash bill as 75% corn, 15% rye, 10% malted barley. All of those are estimated because no one actually knows except the distillers, presumably. Uh, the ABV at bottling, of course, as we have talked about, is 125 proof. That's 62.5%. So it's a, it's a hot whiskey if you're not into things that are above 80 proof. Um, the color on this is a beautiful, beautiful uh dark amber it, it's a caramel amber color and when it's sitting on the shelf it calls to you it's a beautiful color which means it's probably color added um but don't quote me on that so you don't want anybody from bardstown to come up and break my legs um <laughs> uh the nose on Xenia and may go kick his butt <laughs> it's just close uh the color on it which i already talked about dark amber sexy the nose uh, is very classic uh, bourbon notes with a tiniest hint of that 
that banana you get out of Jack Daniels and some other whiskeys from uh, that sort of Kentucky, Tennessee area uh, with caramel, vanilla, a little bit of dry oak. And of course, at 125 proof, it's on the alcohol forward side. You can't really get away from that. So don't stick your nose in the glass if you're going to take a sniff. Um, at the very least, open your mouth when you're trying to nose it because otherwise you're going to get a snoot full of burn. Uh, when you taste it, it's actually quite pleasant. I, I found myself enjoying this quite a lot from the first drink onward, and I, I'm down about a third of a bottle since I bought it, So, and that's in a week. And normally I don't drink the bourbon that fast, um, but this is a good one. It's uh, sweet corn. You can definitely taste the corn in the mash bill. You have the taste of rising bread, so you know what I mean, so that yeasty bread taste. Um, cinnamon, vanilla, mint, um, and dried cherry. So, so some pretty nice sweet notes, which is kind of what you're expecting out of a bourbon, but it does have 15% rye or so in the mash bill. So you're going to get some of that rye heat as uh, the taste starts to finish out. You'll get a little bit of caramel, some musty oakiness, some of that aged barrel, because I can't remember how long they said this particular is aged, but I think it's like seven years or something, maybe, maybe longer than that. I don't know. It's pretty long for a bourbon, though. Um, you also get some of that hotness in the on the back of the palate in the taste of white pepper or peppery note and a little bit of grassiness. Uh, overall, I found this extraordinarily pleasant. Um, I would definitely buy another bottle of it if I find one. And even though it's kind of hard to get, it's not super expensive. This bottle costs 48 bucks. So uh, certainly on the lower end for a high-proof bourbon, because you can easily spend $48 on a regularly proofed bourbon. And I'm going to give it a rating of 91 out of 100, because I like it uh, a lot. The so, press release states it's aged eight and a half years. Eight and a half years. Okay, excellent. And they probably don't say anything about coloring. <laughs> we know all the colors there. It, <laughs> we know it's not chill filtered because they do mention that. And I'm guessing because mm-hmm. they say it's not chill filtered, but they say nothing about color, that there's some color. <laughs> yeah. It's wide open, right? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I like this a lot. And for $48, if you can find it, um, yeah, do it. And if you if you just find the small batch and you're not into high-proof whiskeys, it has almost exactly the same flavor profile, just sort of not as pronounced. And I think that runs in the low 30s. Uh, so that that's well worth a buy. So there you go, 1792, full-proof Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And, Bill, do you have anything? Well, you know, I'm just uh, I'm just enjoying that uh, that family favorite, uh, the that coronavirus preventing beer called Corona Extra. <laughs> so yeah, take your medicine, kids. Uh, this is you know like you know I know you anti vaxxers just don't like you vaccinating, but you know the Corona Extra will take care of it. <laughs> we have a friend that's a substitute teacher, and last week one of her students said something about. If I get the coronavirus, I really hope I get Lyme disease too. Yeah, yeah and exactly. she looked at him. Appa- she's blonde, <laughs> and she's like, oh, "Why would you say that?" And she's like, "Oh, never mind." <laughs> Got to have the Corona and Lyme together. It's uh, the combination that is not uh, not to be beaten. <laughs> Apparently, the two complement each other nicely. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, love having two debilitating diseases. <laughs> <laughs> one debilitating, one fatal. Yeah, those yeah. are great. 
Um, yeah, no, I went to the, uh, I went to the, I was, I was, we had a sh- matinee yesterday. Well, yeah, I guess yesterday, right? Yeah. yeah. The yeah. Super Bowl day. So we had a matinee yesterday. Um, I was on the way home. I was like, you know, 425. So it's like five minutes before kickoff. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, there's only that crappy little half gas station <laughs> to stop and pick up some beer. So I went in there and, uh, I was like, okay, they're, outrageously priced on everything what's on sale oh corona okay i'm having corona <laughs> and uh, i i got one of those uh cans of um uh, the bud light uh, seltzer things that oh, they've been like advertising yes. the hell out of are they yeah. nasty they've got to be <sighs> they're not as good as truly so if you like truly's yeah don't bother um see russ, uh, russ has only tried white claw and he was like oh, i don't so really horrible. like white claw yeah that's, that I'm, so that's not a fan if you had it a truly i think you might have a different opinion uh, uh at no, least, at least I, I don't like seltzer he doesn't water. like seltzer yeah nah, yeah yeah okay well <laughs> it's this does not taste like i mean it doesn't taste like white claw but uh the <laughs> stuff from bud light tastes a little like uh too flavored that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, no worries. It, it, it's just a little too much flavoring. I had the black cherry one. So, I mean, it, the other fl- flavors didn't really appeal to me at the time. And they had lime and stuff like that. But, uh, so I had the black cherry one and, uh, I mean, I drank the whole thing, but, uh, it wasn't great. I wouldn't buy it again for sure. I was looking for like kind of like a multi pack so I could try, you know, the various stuff out, but nope, I'm still a truly fan. So, I mean, of all those <laughs> products, truly is still the best one. It's truly good. It is truly good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and I, I, I think you actually would probably like it. It's, it's, it has a, a different profile than like a seltzer water. So it's not okay. quite the same. It's, I will it's, definitely it's just it's difference. Right. I will definitely give it a try as soon as somebody buys me one. Well, yeah. well, I'll get, I'll bring some to Dayton. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there you go. They're, they're good. I mean, the flavor, a lot of cool flavors too. Like the tropical flavors are pretty cool. So cool. Yeah, you can always throw gin or something like that in there if you want. <laughs> <laughs> ramp, ramp it up a little bit. There you go. <laughs> Have little, it lightly flavored, you know. Little use tree that as your tonic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we're going to wind this up. This has been a truly hedonistic episode. Number 324 of Linux in the Ham Shack. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We had Steve K7HVT, Ted WA0EIR, and Jonas joining us on the discord i want to thank all of them for tuning in and uh responding and and being our peanut gallery for the evening and we thank everybody for downloading and listening to the show and we hope you have a wonderful fortnight full of food wine song fun and all the good things in life so with that we're going to get on out of here i'm russ k5tux i'm cheryl w5moo and i'm bill ne4rd 73 for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The live show is recorded every Monday night at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS Live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page 
patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute link on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOME. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or hand Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. Shack and the Linux in the Hamshack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.